everyone. This is Prophetess Carmen. I thank you for calling in again today, listening in. And for those who will be joining the chat room, I thank you for chatting um, today with me. Uh, we are going to be touching some more on holding on to the promises of God. As you know, um, this blog talk radio spot for me is mainly for people to call in and share their testimonies. The Holy Spirit led me to do this so people can begin to share their testimonies of the goodness, the greatness, the love, the mercy, the favor, the power of God in their life. And this is an opportunity that you can take to share your testimony so that believers, saints, and seekers, those who need edification, can hear you testify of the goodness of God, and then they will begin to share, you know, so... It's like we're we're ministering to one another when we share our testimony. You know, we're called to share our testimony. We're called to share our faith. We're called to edify one another, exalt each other, and comfort each other. And when you share your testimony, there's always someone out there that may be listening that will want to call in and share theirs, or your testimony will bring some deliverance unto them, you know, or some guidance, or just strengthen their faith. So in this hour, we're called to, we are called to call in and share our testimonies. And the number to call in is 347-945-7871. The number again is 347-945-7871. And if you choose to, you can also enter the chat room. You can go to Prophetess Carmen and just enter the chat room. And if you don't have a phone, you can just enter in the chat room, you know, that you want to share your testimony. You can type it in. I can read it out to the audience. So, again, this is an opportunity, you know, and it's a blessed opportunity to be able to share your testimony. Not often are we able to do that with, you know, each other for whatever reason it may be. And God has given us an opportunity to share it over the air, you know, um, to minister to people all around the world, letting them know that we have a living God, a mighty, powerful, loving God, a God where there's nothing impossible, nothing impossible with God. 
and just with us continuously believing and having faith in him that he will bring us through each and every situation. And also on the show, I read from the scripture, the Psalms, that I am led by of the Holy Spirit. And every so often I will have guest speakers come in and share their testimonies and give you a word of knowledge through their experiences and just, you know, who God has called them to be in this realm, in this hour. And so they will begin to share themselves and their knowledge with you. So call in. Begin to share your testimony. Um, and if you don't want to call in and share your testimony, still share your testimony with someone. You know, you may be at work or you may be traveling. You know, you may be in a, in a store. You know, begin to share the goodness of God. No testimony is too big or too small. You know, it's the things that you know that only God could have done, that only the miraculous working hand of God you know, Jesus and his angels could have done to make it happen by the Holy Spirit. That's your testimony, you know. And even when you relate it to Scripture, that's your testimony. Becoming saved, accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, that is a testimony. Share your faith. Let people know you are saved. and You you can let us know the process that brought you to that. You know, what you may have going through prior to getting saved and even what might have happened afterwards. You know, begin to share that with others. You know, you will bring a deliverance. You will bring a healing. You will bring some exhortation to others through your testimony. If you turn to me to the book of Psalms, we're going to read Psalm 121. And I'll wait till you're able to get that. When you get it, we will begin to read Psalm. 121, okay, it says, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains from which shall my help come. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. And that's a beautiful song to know because it, it lets you know of God's protection and that God is keeping you, you know. So don't ever feel that you're alone. Don't ever feel that whatever's going on around you, that God is not there because he will be on your right hand, you know, and he watches over you and protects you from all evil. And he will keep your soul. But that's when you yield unto his word. That's when you're in his will, when you're doing the things that he's called you to do. So I wanted to share that with you. And when people are going through different distractions and disruptions right now in the season and making excuses, sometimes we're blaming ourselves for it, 
or situations for it. Um, and we, we're to lean not to our own understanding in this hour. That's when we're to, even the more so to trust in God. And I was looking at Job and how, you know, even Job felt like he was the cause of so much of his distress. And um, if you turn to Job, Job chapter 38, and we can read there, you know, through all his questioning and thinking about, you know, himself thinking he was the cause of his calamity, then God had to intervene. And, and he came in, he said some powerful words to Job you know, to set them straight. And I just wanted to read those words to you in this hour. We're at Job chapter 38. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge. Gird up now thy loins like a man. I will demand of thee and answer thou me. Where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. Who hath laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest? Or who hath stretched the line upon it? Our God is an awesome God. We we can stop right there, but we're going to proceed. We're going to proceed. But where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare, if thou hast understanding. Does anyone out there have understanding of how God laid the foundations of the earth? Who hath laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest? Or who hath stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? Or who laid the cornerstone thereof? Wow. Wow, just think about it. Even if you just close your mind right now and just imagine being right there with God, right there with God. You know, at one point, we probably all were in spirit, right there with God. But you still can't imagine how it was done. I mean, you can imagine it, but how far can your imagination go? Nowhere near how God is. And then we're in chapter 38 of Job. And we're going to verse 7. When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. So what it is, is he's saying, whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened, or who laid the cornerstone thereof when the morning stars sang together 
and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Or who shut up the sea with doors when it breaks forth, as if it had issued out of the womb? Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. How God is an awesome, mighty, powerful God. Awesome, mighty, powerful God. To God alone be the glory. To God alone be the glory. To God alone be the glory. Hallelujah. And then we're going to proceed. It says, when I made the cloud, the garment thereof, and thick darkness, a swaddling band for it, and break up for it my decreed place, and set bars and doors. Wow. I hope you're reading this with me, and if you're not, I hope your eyes are closed while you just imagine the creation taking place. Jesus. And break up for it my decreed place and set bars and doors and said, Hitherto shalt thou come, but no further. And here shall thy proud ways be stayed. And we take that so much for granted, even as we see the waves that roll up to shore. And God allows the waves to come but so far and then just lets it go back out to sea, you know, so it doesn't overtake us, you know, and we just take so much for granted. But God had all of this in mind when he had us in mind. Glory be to your name, Father God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to your name. And we just take each, we just walk around on the earth just like it's just just no big deal. We just take, we just, you know, even with the earth being placed in the solar system, you know, and just just perfectly positioned so that it doesn't tilt one degree off its axis. Can you imagine if it did, we would just, just orbit out into, out into the galaxy somewhere and blow up. And he has it perfectly placed there for us. And, you know... We need to really be mindful of all of this, you know. And we're going to continue reading. To God be the glory. I just thank him. I just thank him. We just need to just thank him and love him and praise him. He gave us life. And he He gave it to us lavishly. Look at the earth we're in. You know, I believe God even wants us to, of course God wants us to take care of the earth, you know, and be mindful of all the gifts he's given us, even the gift, the gift of life and, and the earth, which is the gift. He allowed, he said, take dominion of it, you know, and we just take it for granted. I'm in chapter 38 of Job, and now I am reading Verse 12, hast thou commanded the morning since thy days and caused the day spring to know his place, that it might take hold of the ends of the earth? 
that the wicked might be shaken out of it? It is turned as clay to the seal, and they stand as a garment. And from the wicked, their light is withholding, and the high arm shall be broken. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hast thou entered into the springs of the sea, or hast thou walked in the search of the depth? My Lord, have the gates of death been opened unto thee, or hast thou seen the doors of the shadow of death? God is talking to Job. God is talking to Job right now. And Job was righteous. Job was a righteous, well, he was righteous in his own eyes, but he was a righteous man. And even still, this is what God is saying, even in all your righteousness. Jesus. Jesus. Wow. Where is the way? Where light dwelleth? And as for darkness, where is the place thereof, that thou shouldest take it to the bound thereof, and that thou shouldest know the path to the house thereof? Knowest thou it, because thou wast then born, or because the number of thy days is great? Hast thou entered into the treasures of the snow, or hast thou seen the treasures of the hail? Wow. Has thou entered into the treasures of heaven? Okay, have have we entered into the makings and the dwelling places of God in the snow and in the hill, which I have reserved against the time of trouble, against the day of battle and war? By what way is the light parted which scattereth the east wind upon the earth? Hmm. Who hath divided a water course for the overflowing of waters, or a way for the lightning of thunder to cause it to rain on the earth where no man is, on the wilderness where there is no man, to satisfy the desolate and waste ground, and to cause the bud of the tender herb to spring forth? Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hath the rain a father, or who hath begotten the drops of dew? Out of those wombs came the ice, and the hoary frost of heaven, who hath gendered it? I mean, we could stop there, and I guess we could stop complaining a little bit about our little little eyes our situation, but we're going to read on. But these 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 words we need to really meditate on sometime when we just make big deals out of out of nothing. Just when we feel that there's lack, when we when we feel that everything is up to us to get accomplished, when we feel that maybe that God doesn't answer prayer or that God is not listening anymore, or that you know you know, that our God is not able. 
there you not think it, but if you happen to, you need to read Job chapter 38. Because we didn't set the sun in the sky. And um, actually, I don't think anyone really understands, you know, how it still remains there. Truly, the truth of it. Well, we have science, scientific knowledge about it. But we're going to read on. We're going to read on. We're going to read on. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The waters are hid as with a stone, and the face of the deep is frozen. Canst thou bind the sweet influences of Pleiades or loose the bands of Orion? Canst thou bring forth Nazareth in his season, or canst thou guide Octarus with his son? Knowest thou the ordinances of heaven? Canst thou set the dominion thereof in the earth? Hmm. Canst thou lift up thy voice to the clouds that abundance of waters may cover thee? Let's ask these questions to ourselves as we read it. Let's check it off. If you can do any of these things, check it off. And please, please call in and share that testimony. Send me an email at prophetiscarmen at gmail.com. Join the chat room right now. I mean, you know, if anybody under the sound of my voice of that may call in and hear this when I'm reading at another time, please. I, I definitely would like to meet you. You know, I definitely would like to hear your conversation. And even then, it still wouldn't phantom to the goodness and greatness of God the Father. Because he does give us gifts that we can do a little here, a little there. But to be able to do all of this, only God, to God alone be the glory. But you can call in and share your testimony of what God has done for you. And we're going to read on. I'm in chapter 38 in Job. And if there's anyone that want to call in, you can call in at 347-945-7871. 347-945-7871. We're reading Job chapter 38. And now we're in verse 36. Actually, we're in verse 35. Canst thou send lightning that they may go and say unto thee, Here we are? Who hath put wisdom in the inward part? Or who hath given understanding to the heart? Who can number the clouds in wisdom? Or who can stay the bottles of heaven? When the dust groweth into hardness and the clods Please fast together. Wilt thou hunt the prey for the lion or fill the appetite of the young lion? Wow. God is 
God is in control of every single thing, every situation. There is not a place where God does not have his hand and, and he doesn't see and he hasn't already provided and made provision. Not a place. We're seeing it right now. Will thou hunt the prey for the lion or fill the appetite of the young lion? He's also making sure they're fed. And we know that even from the song, his eyes on the sparrow, so I know he's watching over me. Well, how much do we really know that? But God is questioning Job right now, an upright man. When they couch in their dens and abide in the covert to lie in wait, who provideth for the raven his food when his young ones cry unto God? They they wander for lack of meat. Knowest thou the time when the wild goats of the rock bring forth? Or canst thou mark when the hinds do cow? Canst thou number the months that they fulfill? Or knowest thou the time when they bring forth? They bow themselves. They bring forth their young ones. They cast out their sorrows. Their young ones are in good liking. They grow up with corn. They go forth and return not unto them. Who hath sent out the wild ass free? Or who hath loosed the bands of the wild ass? Whose house I have made the wilderness and the barren land his dwelling? Jesus. 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 And we're in chapter 39 now. So, you know, because I really was reading this, and a lot of times just because it's a chapter doesn't mean it just stops there. You know, and you're supposed to stop. Sometimes you have to keep going. And in this case, that's what it applies in this case. So we're here now in chapter 39, verse 5. And I believe there's a caller on the line. And I'm going to open up the line for the caller to share their testimony. There's a number 917 on the line, and I tell you in the chat room, if anyone in the chat room would like to share their testimony, they can go right ahead. Right now, I'm going to open up the line. Hi, caller, would you like to share your testimony? Praise the Lord, Prophetess Carmen. Hi, praise the Lord, Prophetess Sonia. Greetings. Greetings. Grace and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And unto you also, I thank you for calling in, and I just wanted to thank you again for the awesome, you know, show we had last night on nutrition. It was very beneficial, and it was also enlightening, you know, and just most apropos, especially as we are heading towards Pentecost, you know, um, when you were talking about the cleansing. Amen. And I just I just said that was right on time for the listeners, and hopefully more listeners will begin to call in and share their testimonies and listen in and start, you know, cleansing themselves and just, you know, begin to move into the things of God, you know, in this hour. 
But I know you called in, and I'm sure that you called in to share more of your testimony. Amen. 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 What I was going to do was I'm going to let you share your testimony, and then I'm going to continue reading from Job because I was Great. reading Job 38. So it's like I'm actually I'm in Job 39 now. 39. Okay, 38 and 39. Yes. Thank so you. So you'd like, um, you can start sharing some of your testimony, and then I can go back to reading Job 39. Okay. That's yes. Great. I would like to. I'd like to tie it in with um, um, Job, and if you, if you don't mind. Oh, like go right ahead. In with Job. Um, um, I'm not saying that. I was like Job without fault. But God revealed to me, um, Job, we know the story. Well, I'm not going to assume that we know the story of Job. But Job was was tested and tried. And the, and the thing about Job being tested and in, tried with no fault being in his life he fasted and prayed for his family, and he did, as far as we understand, the things that that were right unto the Lord. And the enemy, or otherness, had to go before God to try Job. And I and I find that we know that God is Alpha and the Omega. That's the beginning and the end. We know that God is omnipotent. God is omniscient. He's the great I am. He knows everything. He know he knew that Job would endure the test. Even when everybody all around him had lost faith and began to criticize him and the wife began to command to to usurp authority and command her husband to curse God and die. And But you know what, Job was faithful. And then in the end, as the story goes, he was given double for his trouble. And he was restored. As the scripture says that God will restore what the canker worm and the palmer worm and the locust worm have eaten up. And I'm saying that to say, God reminds me, this is part three of the testimony, that my fall was because of pride. The scripture says that pride comes before a fall. This pride that I had or exhibited wasn't egotistical pride. It was a pride. It's as bad as rebellion, and rebellion is like witchcraft, the Bible says. And rebellion, in my case, was that I know the voice of God, and I heard God, and but I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. And I wasn't sinning. No, I wasn't running around. I wasn't doing. No, 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 no. If God wanted me to go to do something, get on the train and, you know, just wait and talk to someone, I probably would add a little something to it and not get on the train right away and take the bus. And, and it's it's not a big thing, but it's still rebellion. It's still disobedience. And God began to speak to me when I was in the hospital the first couple of months. And he said, "No, um, I um, I needed to get your attention. 
and it doesn't mean that he afflicted me, but it was just, I don't blame the enemy for anything. It was just the flesh in me, the self-will in me, the rebellion in me, the pride in me that thought that I knew more than what God knew, or just for a, just a pleasure of just doing what I want to do. That's what it was. It was a righteous pride. Because I was in church three times a week. I was serving, doing what God had assigned me to do, ushering and doing whatever I could put my hands to. But it was the intent of my heart and the intent of my mind that brought me to that state. And that's why God wiped the slate clean. That's why God is restoring with the canker worm and the palmer worm it has taken away. Because I finally, in that bed, said, you can take me home, Lord. And then I say, if not, I say yes to anything that you want, anything that you want me to do, however you want me to do it. Now, I'm having a, um, a situation, a conflict now, because people, some people don't know my whole story, and they want my time, and they want my attention. But I'm at a state now, prophet is coming, where whatever God wants and whatever God says, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, I was sharing with a friend of mine, I really can't sit on the phone and talk to you a lot because I have to have quiet time with God. God has redeemed me. The Lord has, has brought me up out of the pit. And the Lord has set my feet back on solid ground. I'm upright. And I will not compromise. I will not prostitute. I will not give away the things that God has given me. God is very jealous of me. And so, you know, before my situation, I probably would have been the social butterfly of the world. Oh, you want to go to the park? Oh, sure, sure. Oh, you want to do this? Oh, what? You want to sit and talk? No, no, not anymore. I'm on... I'm available for God 24/7. And and, I, and it, even if it's a, even if there's a warfare and I had some warfare, even if it is warfare, you know what? I still will go and I ask God to strengthen me to do what he wants to do, even if it means taking my life for Jesus. That's fine. That's all right with me because God is a good God. God is a restorer of the breach. God is a, he's a way maker. And most of all, prophet is common. He, and I'm concluding, he is a sustainer. He will keep us. And then he will raise us up at his own time. So that's the third part of the testimony, prophet is common. Oh, yes. I know there was, I knew, and I know there's even more to that testimony. And that's awesome because, you know, like when you told it to us, Yesterday, I believe, you said you were busy doing, well, basically you did. You said you were busy doing the things you needed to do. You was working three jobs. You know, you was at the top of your game. You know, things was working well with you. You got a prophetic word, but, you know, it seemed like you was in your thing. Your, and then it was like the pride thing, you know, because it was like it was like you were so busy doing you, you know. And I'm glad that you came back and you shared the, the deepness of it, because a lot of times we share our testimonies and we just surf, we, we're like surfacing it, and we don't really get deep into really what transpired that brought us to the place where we're at now. And the listeners really needed to hear that. The key word you said was the intent, pride, and the intent, because we could be about the Father's business, but what is our intent? What is our intention? What is our motive behind it? Is it the glorification? God, are we really listening to God, or have we become so 
comfortable and complacent that it's like, oh, we can do it the way we want to do it, and we just think that we're doing the will of God, but we might be so out of order. So I love the way you just brought that, you know, to home plate because it's important for people to know that, you know, like you could be serving in a church and, and you could be doing all the things that you think God wants you to do, but in that quiet time, God wants, you know, we, we were made to worship him, to praise him, and just yield our spirit to him in the quietest of times. And when he whispers a word unto us to say, go here or go there, we got to be obedient. So he calls Amen. for obedience, and obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen. You know, obedience is so much better than the sacrifices. And sometimes we miss it saying, well, I sacrificed this, I've, give, I've sacrificed my time here, I've sown seeds here, I've done this, I've done that but are you yielding unto my spirit? Are you being obedient to what I'm really wanting you to do in this hour? It might just be knocking on uh, the neighbor's door and just sitting there and reading the scripture to someone who's blind. Amen. You know, and and someone you don't, you know, something like that. You know, and we just say, well, no, because I'm, I'm busy doing this for the church and, and because of my titles and what have you that I'm sure that was so it's it's interesting, and I'm so glad that you so humbly spoke that to the listeners to let them know that, you know, there's so much more to the testimony or a testimony because I believe everyone has a testimony. But is it pride that keeps people from sharing their testimony? Oh, you know, Or is it shame or guilt, fear? None of this is of God, you know. Sharing testimonies edify one another. It encourages others to let people know that God is on the throne, God is doing the work, and until we yield unto him, we're going to have to fall. You know, we're going to have to fall or we're going to slip or we're going to have to be laid down, you know, whatever it will be, until we yield unto the Holy Spirit. You know, and and I'm just so glad that you even knew why you were doing it, you know, what you were doing. You know, and then it, it was like you finally came to yourself and came to who, not to yourself, but came to who you were in Christ. And you only did that once God had to lay you down to do it. And you had no other choice at that time. There was no one else. There was times you even said that there was no one in the room and you no. were just hoping for a maintenance person to come in, I believe. Yes. yes. All that time you had with God, God, you got that. I'm going to get my, you know, God is going to give his time. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. You know, I, sometimes I say, well, well, is that how the prisoners, like a lot of the prisoners, people that wind up in institutions, you know, be it in in, in insane asylums or the prisons or, you know, just in, 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 you know, shelters, you know, homes or hospitals, when all that time they're sitting there, you know, alone maybe, they have nothing else to do. God is going to get his time, and God gets it every time. And it's up to us right then at that point to surrender unto him. You know, and some of us, thank you, Jesus, we get it. And others, we just continue praying for them. Yes. But I thank you for that testimony. You know, I mean, I thank you for continuing to expound upon it so people can get a better clarity of the process that God is always with us each and every step of the way, you know, and when we think, you know, that's why I was led even to read 
uh, Job, you know, because when God questions Job, because Job was saying, you know, in all his righteousness, just like, you know, what you were saying, you know, like, why has this come upon me? You know, why? I've done this, and I've done this to so many people, and, you know, I pray, and, you know, I've just been a man of upright, and then why has this befallen me? You know, and we got, you know, like that's that little, that little pride still sticking up. You know, and we have to check that every single time. So that was, that was so on on point. That was so on point. I see another caller on the line. I see a 646 number on the line. And if you'd like to share your testimony, you can call in. I mean, you can begin to share your testimony right now. Caller, um... If you want to share your testimony, 646. Okay. All right. Well, in due season, you will share your testimony. Um, okay. So we're going to go back to reading Job 39. Is Sonia, Prophetess Sonia? Yes. Yes. Uh, would you like to share more of your testimony, or would you like to share more of your um, advice for nutrition? Um, I, 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 um, nutrition, I can probably do another, uh, another, another night because I'm, well. Okay, so, you know. Basically, with nutrition is that it's a lifestyle. It's not something that you'll do, even though now, since um, Easter, between Easter and Pentecost, a lot of the Christian world, they're on some type of fast or consecration, which um, ends in Pentecost, on, on the Pentecost Sunday, which is somewhere around June. And they're on some type of consecration. But I challenge people to make a lifestyle change. That's why I said I wasn't just talking about nutrition. We're speaking about a lifestyle change. If, if a person, for example, Prophet is common, has high blood pressure, it yeah. can be... Diet, because a lot of times, actually, what's killing people is their diet. So if you have high blood pressure inherited and you're eating certain foods that's high in sodium, salt, or certain, you know, meats with a lot of um, salt in them, salted, pre-prepared meats and things like that. And let's say you gave that up just for... Um, just for uh, the, the time approaching Pentecost, and you feel great, and you feel so good, your pressure's down, everything's fine. Well, I would challenge anyone who's involved in a lifestyle change to continue it. And, you know, you might lose a couple of pounds. Continue to abstain from things that would harm our body and things that would put disease and things that would cause ailment. Because we have to be fit for the master's use. And the body is just, I I don't like to criticize, but this is going to be an observation. Just take a person that might be, say, maybe 50 pounds. I'll say 20 to 50 pounds overweight. This person gets their, I'm going to use a female as as a subject, gets the nails done meticulously every other week, gets the hair done, if it's, you know, if it's, you know, whatever, get their weave done or get a washing set or whatever, 
have the clothes meticulously dressed, got the teeth all capped up and shined up, makeup on. This, But then the body, is the inner body is just as important. But they don't spend time with, with that. It's just they cover it up. Oh, get a nice designer suit, get a $300 pocketbook, you know, to make you look good, and get some, some heels for $600 or $200. And that's all exterior. But God is calling the people, if you notice most of the evangelists now, and most of the TV evangelists, they all now have instituted a health professional as a part of their routine broadcast, and they've written books on nutrition and health and losing weight. And, and, and it's just something that the Holy Ghost is speaking because, because we don't know if another Katrina is going to show up and you have to be, your body has to be used to not having food for maybe a day or two. We don't know what the future holds. And I'm not prophesying anything bad or negative. But the body has to be in shape on the inside like the body is in shape on the outside, meticulously dressed, but then they're overweight. And you know something? This is a time and a season and a space that everybody's talking about health and nutrition. It's the springtime. Oh, go to the gym. Oh, eat light. Eat this. Eat that. So, you know, this now that we have this time and a season, I would admonish anyone to find... You know, you can get it off the Internet every day in the newspaper. They have little diets and tips and things like that and get in shape. And then on the second note, Prophetess comments, and then I'll conclude, even if a person is small frame and thin, Prophetess Kami, you know, they can be very, very toxic. Yeah. And it can be disease that's been, in. you know, we have things in our body that's been since we were like, 13, 14, and 15 in our, still in our intestines. So it doesn't matter if you're overweight, you can be underweight and still be just as toxic. You can still have diabetes. You can still have high blood pressure. Or you still can be in in certain stages of, of a more degenerate disease like cancer or arthritis or something like that. So the body is something that God has given us, and we should be very good stewards as much as possible. Be good stewards of the inner man, our spirit, with nursing, with getting in the word. It's all about the word, getting in the word, studying the word, the scriptures, singing songs to the Lord, prayer, spending time, quiet time with the Lord, ministry, but then also the other aspect of the body, soul, and spirit aspect is the body. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And I'm glad you covered that and you brought it full circle even from yesterday because, you know, it's the mind, the body, the spirit, the soul. You know, it's everything that it encompasses. It's not just one thing, you know, but we need to be whole, totally, every, every part of us. And Exodus 15, even God said, and said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. And, and some of the commandments did was eat of, you know, certain herbs and certain fruits, you know, and if you're going to eat certain things also, just giving thanks. 
you know, I see a lot of times when, when people eat, you know, like, and when I grew, when I was growing up, it was common for me, and I still do it. When I eat my food, I get thanks. Uh, you know, I say my grace, you know, and people, a lot of times diseases can come upon you because you're just grabbing food because you're so quick to eat, and you don't even thank God for the food you have to eat, what little morsel it may be or what large amount it may be. God, that you can eat the food and allowing and praying to God that the food may be nourishing unto you to give you the inward beauty and the outward beauty, physical beauty, spiritual beauty, the mental and the creative and the excellence, excellent health, you know, before you eat the food. Amen. So That's right. That we even just say the grace. Acknowledge, we have to acknowledge God in everything that we do. And a lot of times people, they just overlook that. Just that simple prayer sometimes would even help with the foods we intake that God will just be in it. God will be in each and every cell. God will be in the digest, the inception of it and the digestion yeah. of it, the assimilation of it, because we got the right mindset when we're doing it. We're in the right aura. We're, we're in the, the right thinking of Amen. God, you know, while we're eating. And so it's, it's so important that we acknowledge him in all our ways, in all our ways. And even Amen. when we're of our bodies. I love that point you said, like you gave the example of women, you know, making sure that they have this outward appearance that yes. is beautiful. Well, you got to make sure the inside, because everything starts from the inside out anyway. Amen. Beauty starts from in, and then it emanates outward, you know, man and woman, you know, and so it's important that we check ourselves, what we're putting in our bodies, what we're thinking, our thoughts. You know, what is regenerating in our mind constantly? What are we meditating on, you know, to, to make sure that it produces healthy, fruitful thoughts and produces the right cells in our body because we're constantly reproducing, you know. Um, I was, you know, even speaking with um, someone that was a skincare specialist, and they told me that based upon your age, and I thought this was quite interesting, determines how the turnover in your skin. So let's say, for example, if you're a 30-year-old woman, you know, that every 30 days the cells in your skin turns over to new cells, wow. like outward layer. You know, although the cells are constantly rejuvenating themselves, you know, they, they said the outward layer, you're able to, like, actually get a new set of, you know, the upper yes. dermis. You yes, know, absolutely. Of, you know, if you're 30, every 30 days. And, like, if you're, you're if you're one year old, it's, like, every day, you know. Like, and, and if you're 15, it's every 15 days, you know. And it's, that's why you have to constantly take care of your body. And I thought that to be um, amazing because then we said, like, after 21 days, if you want to get something out of your diet, if you want to change your diet, if you stick to a particular diet for 21 days, you Amen. tend to, to carry that on because you've allowed the cells to begin to rejuvenate and be conformed to the process and the, actually to remember what's going on over those 21 days and keep that routine, you know, that practice going. And I found that to be quite interesting as well, you know. like So we have to really, you know, have the right intentions in our mind when it concerns the things of God, and we have to really take a stand and say that, you know, I'm going to diligently make a change 
you know, for the kingdom, you know, so you can, oh, you know, so you don't have to be lacking energy, you know. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So God gets joy from seeing us doing the things that we're called to do. That's our strength. So just being in the will of God, taking care of our bodies, knowing that this is the vessel that God wants to use, you know, and just keeping it ready and prepared and strong and fit. So it's, it's, it's great, you know, like to know these things and to practice them so that we can be of useful service for the kingdom. To God be the glory. God be the glory. And um, I thank you for calling in, you know, and um, we only have 32 more minutes. So if you want to call in and share your testimony tonight, the number again is 347-945-7871. And um, I'm going to start reading from Job again, Job 39. But before I do that, I'm going to take a brief intermission for two two seconds, two minutes actually. And um, I will be coming back to all those who want to call in. The number is 347-945-7871. And I'm going to take an intermission. And we're going to let um, Dion sing the song Dedicated. So we'll be back. Your presence now be. Let your presence. 
Greetings, everyone. This is Prophetess Carmen, and I'm back on the line. And we have Prophetess Sonia here with us. And um, we're actually continuing from yesterday as we were talking about nutrition and and how it affects the whole body, you know, and also how it deals with, you know, our relationship with God. God wants us whole. He wants us holy and he wants us whole. So it's important that we take care of our bodies so we can be fit vessels for the kingdom and its hour. So we can have the strength that we need to do the work of the Lord. Amen. And God wants that way. So I'm just so thankful that we have Prophet Sonia on. And if anyone wants to call in to share their testimony, the number is 347-945-7871. So um, we're going to proceed with reading from Job, actually right now, Job 39. And if everyone can get their Bibles, and we can read from Job 39, it's actually in verse 6 of Job 39, and we were talking about God, how he questioned Job because of Job's, you know, righteousness and and not understanding, well, why have this befallen me? And, and God had to, of course, set him straight. And so it says in Job 39, if we can begin to read, it says, Whose house I have made the wilderness and the barren land his dwelling. He scorneth the multitude of the city, neither regardeth he the crying of the driver. The range of the mountains is his pasture, and he searches after every green thing. Will the unicorn be willing to serve thee or abide by thy crib? Canst thou bind the unicorn with his band and the furrow? Or will he harrow the valleys after thee? Wilt thou trust him because his strength is great? Or wilt thou leave thy labor to him? Wilt thou believe him that he will bring home thy seed and gather it into thy barn? Gavest thou goodly wings unto the peacock? Or wings and feathers unto the ostrich? which leaveth her eggs in the earth and warmeth them in dust, and forgetteth that the foot may crush them or that the wild beast may break them. She is hardened against her young ones as though they were not hers. Her labor is in vain without fear, because God hath deprived her of wisdom. Neither hath he imparted to her understanding. What time she lifted up herself on high, she scorneth the horse and his rider. I mean, but if we just even stop there and just look at, you know, and God said because God hath not given the ostrich the wisdom or the understanding, they just know. They just already know that God is taking care of them. You know, they're not even, they have to do anything other than just be, who they what what they are who they are, you know, and so just in that, God you know looks after the ostrich and the peacock, so why wouldn't He look after you? 
his eyes on the sparrow. His eye, even, you know, even Solomon was studying the ants, and the ants even had a system going that God set in place for them. So why wouldn't God look out for you? You know, so when we think in all our righteousness that we must have done this or that, the things that have befallen us, know that everything is working out according to God's plan if you're in the will of God, you know, if you're in the center of his will. You know, every knee will bow or confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. In due season, God's hand will be upon you, you know, to let you know that he has been there all along. You know, and we're going to continue to read from there. And um, if you just want to make a comment on anything, I'm, I'm opening up the line even if you choose to make a comment, uh, Prophet Sonia. Okay. Are you on the line? Are you still on the line, Prophet Sonia? I'm still on the line, Prophet is coming. I'm okay. still on the well, line. Oh, okay, I'm great. reading along with you. Oh, okay, great. And if you, you, I'm opening the line up to you. Actually, I opened the line up. And if you want to make a comment while I'm reading, you know, I'm actually opening up the line, you know. And for any calls that want to come in and share their testimonies, the number again is 347-945-7871. Call in, share your testimony, be blessed. God is doing a great and mighty work in this hour. God is calling for your testimony. I'm not calling for them. The Holy Spirit is calling for them. Amen. Special. That's being used to usher in the testimonies. Amen. And if you don't want to call in, come in the chat room and type it in the chat room, and I'll read it to everyone what you what you wanted to probably say but just didn't want to say at the time, you know, and then maybe one day you'll call in. But if you don't call in with your testimonies, share your testimonies with someone. Share the goodness and the grace and the love of God with someone out there. Someone needs to hear your testimony. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit in this hour. Share your testimony with someone, be it calling in and sharing it on the line, and you'll be blessed by doing it. I guarantee it, you know, but the Holy Spirit will quicken you and let you know. You will be blessed, you know, or share it with someone, you know, and God is going to deliver. God is going to heal. God is going to answer some desires, you know, that you've been wanting, some prayers that you've had. You know, yes. God is going to answer them for your obedience, Amen. you know, in this power. So I'm speaking to those who are, you know, listening in right now. I'm speaking to those who may be listening in in the future. You know, call in, you know, check the schedule and see when testimony show is going to be on and, and make it, you know, your moment to call in and share your testimony, your opportunity to do this, you know, because we're all one in this. Amen. So I'm going to continue reading from Job 39, and now we are in verse 39, which verse, please? Verse 18. Okay, thank you. What time she lifted up herself on high, she scorned up the horse and his rider. Hast thou given the horse strength? Hast thou clothed his neck with thunder? Canst thou make him afraid as a grasshopper? The glory of his nostrils is terrible. 
He pours in the valley and rejoiceth in his strength. He goeth on to meet the armed men. He mocketh at fear and is not affrighted. Neither turneth he back from the sword. The quiver rattleth against him, the glittering spear and the shield. He swalloweth the ground with fierceness and rage. Neither believeth he that it is the sound of the trumpet. He saith among the trumpets, Ha, ha, and he smelleth the battle afar off, the thunder of the captains and the shouting. Doth the hawk fly by thy wisdom and stretch her wings towards the south? Doth the eagle mount up at thy command and make her nest on high? She dwelleth and abideth on the rock, upon the crag of the rock and the strong place. From thence she seeketh the prey, and her eyes behold afar off. Her young ones also suck up blood, and where the slain are, there she is. Amen. Hallelujah. And to God be glory. <laughs> glory I'm, to God. Amen. Hallelujah. And I was glad to read that because... Um, and you were right on time when you came in because so many people feel like it's so up, so much up to them to get things done. And it's just that, you know, when things are not working out, it's like, you know, like, well, what am I missing? What am I not doing? The only thing you might be missing and not doing is spending more time with God. Amen. Sing to his will and his word for you in this hour. That's probably the only thing that you might be missing it with, you know, because it's not by power or might, but it's by spirit, saith the Lord, you know. That's what he's telling Job even, you know. And so, therefore, it's important, even as in power, that we remember this, you know, because it is not by power or might. It's by the spirit. You know, and even it's by the Spirit right now that we're called to share our testimonies. Mm-hmm. So um, just rejoice in that and meditate on that word and continue to give thanks, even in the situation you're in right now, whatever position you're in right now, whatever you're going through right now. Start giving thanks, giving thanks to God for all the things and the prayers that you want to come to pass. Just give yeah. thanks to God. Just trust Hallelujah. and know that bring you through it, you know. And and by you standing in a position of thanks, in that position of thanks, you're already believing that God has already heard your prayer and that yeah. God is answering your prayer, you know. Amen. And allow God to continuously order your steps, you know. You always want to make sure that you that God is ordering your steps. You're continuously moving forward, you know, and not just standing there you know, wallowing, you know, but continuously moving forward in the things of God. I believe even um, we were even having a discussion, you know, and I took on a brief of a night, you know, uh, and what it was was I had questioned a a particular minister person was talking about uh, failing forward. Oh, Jesus. Yes, you know, and then, you know, I said, God, it's always God order my steps. In. And then, you know, like God deals with the feet. You know, I notice in a lot of verses he deals with 
feet, you know, yeah. you know, and your path, the path of righteousness, and, and just, you know, your feet, you know, walking with the peace. feet represents the peace of God, you know. Um, and so I said, okay, what, what is this with this feeling forward? Like, cause that was interesting. And then I went from there to, well, God, what is backsliding? Oh, Jesus. Yes, you know, and, and, and so the Holy Spirit revealed unto me because it never came to me this way that backsliding is not just stepping back, like walking backward. It's not really walking backward. It's sliding backward, Jeez. you know, and I said, okay, all right, so, you know, like we're standing, sometimes we can walk and then we can flip almost we can slip and then we continue walking, you know, and then sometimes we fall and we mm-hmm. fall forward and then we get up. Because most time, you know, sometimes you might fall back, but a lot of times you, or you just fall down and then you get up. Amen. And then so I've seen it where people take a step back, you know, but then the backsliding, you know, I said, okay, like, how do you, how do you do that? Then I, I, Yes, and then I just started equating. I said, well, you backslide. I said, well, the only thing I can relate to that was, like, the moonwalk. There, there, there was a moonwalk that used to be out years ago. And, and the moonwalk was, is not something you can just, just start doing. You know, that's something that you have to practice to do. Jesus. And the only, Yes, you know, and the only way you can practice it is by being around people that are practicing and that know how to moonwalk. You know, and, and and you have to be around them, and, and it's something it's, an, it's something that you have to constantly do to you're able to actually do that moonwalk, which is a backslide. You know, and and when and, and then it was like okay, so then we're doing this this you know, so they were doing the backslide, and I said, well, okay, so why do you still call it a slide? I still wasn't getting it at that point, and then I saw, you know how God just showed me in the spirit how in order to backslide, when you're backsliding, you are realizing in that very moment that you are not moving forward in the things of God. Wow. Even if you wanted to move forward, so in your, your sliding back that you can't, you know, even if you want, as a matter of fact, you don't even want to move forward in the backslide. You want to look forward while you're moving back. Well, Jesus. Yeah, so you forward and you're moving back. So it's like I'm, I'm letting you know I know where I should be going, but I'm still going the opposite way, you know. And that's why it's, it's a horrendous thing, you know. Um, and so the Holy Spirit just wanted me to share that with, with the listeners, that that is a conscious decision. That's a conscious decision you make. And I have a call on the line. And I believe Paul is calling in to share their testimony. I'm going to open up the line for a 347 number uh, with an extension of 85. I'm opening up the line. And uh, can you introduce yourself, Caller? Caller, are you on the line? This this is just Brother Poet. I'm just listening tonight. Uh, Can you repeat yourself? Uh, this is Carl Peter Ellis, brother poet. I'm just listening today. That's it. Oh, okay. Oh, to God be the glory. Okay. Thank you for Father calling in. Common? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I can wait until you finish. Yes. 
Yeah, to God be the glory, our, our brother poet. Thank you for calling in. And would you like to share a testimony? Oh, no, I'm just, I, just, I was just listening to what the sister was saying. No, I, there's nothing I would like to share at this moment. Is it all right if I listen in? Oh, yes, to God be the glory. You're more than welcome. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening in. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. And so, you know, I just found that just to be, you know, something that the listeners need to hear, you know, as we move forward in this hour, you know, as we move forward in the things of God, you know, as we, we do his will and we speak his word, God has his hand on each and every one of our situations, you know, and God is moving through each and every one of us in a great and mighty way. And in individualized talents and gifts that he's given us, he's moving through us. You know, and so we're not to judge others and we're not to look, you know, and compare and we're not to doubt ourselves, you know, as long as we're in the will of God and we're continuously having a relationship with him, you know, where we're not sliding away from the truth of who God is, you know, and, and knowing that he's there with us in the midst of all our circumstances, that he's right there yielding himself unto us. Prophetess Sonia, do you want to add anything to that? Yes, yes, Prophetess Common. You, I just want to thank God that you so eloquently um, stated that about the backsliding. Is that that's awesome, and it's an awesome topic that the world has brought before our eyes with the superstar that that does it. It's the moonwalk. But when you look at it and when you think about it, it's so unnatural because it's it natural for us to walk forward or fall yeah. forward. Yeah. But to backside, you actually, when you think of the movements and you visualize the moonwalk, you actually have to pick your foot up so that your heel is facing almost perpendicular up, with, you know, uh, um, vertical to step on your toe to push yourself back to yeah. go back to the next step. And prophetess common. When you do the moonwalk, it's not like you're doing a two-step and you're stepping from side to side marking. To actually effectively do a moonwalk or a backslide, you have to do at least two or three steps for it to be effective. You have to begin in one spot and wound up in another spot further back than where you were. So you're not yes. even able to mark time. The children of Israel, they were marking time. They were going around in the same spot. But unlike going around in the same spot in the wilderness, you are actually leaving one realm or one position, one dimension in the universe, going back to another dimension. You've even stepped out of the dimension of the, of the, of the, and I'm dealing with law and science, and in law and science and principles, you were, you at a certain point, and you've left that point, and you've gone back to another point. Yeah. Back to another point, which could possibly take you out of an atmosphere, out of a place where a divine intervention could have taken place to bring you forward. You've actually stepped out of a spot. Yes. 
Yes, yes, that is so you know, true. Because God is, God is into times and seasons and places okay. because I believe it was Philip, and, and I might be misquoting because I'm not looking at it. It was a time when there was a red-hot revival going on and Philip was preaching. But God needed him to to step out of time, and, and he wound up in a chariot. He wound up, and there was a eunuch, an Ethiopian eunuch, in a chariot, reading the scriptures, but he didn't understand. But had, I believe it was Philip, or I'm not sure, but had the disciple not been in the right place, facing the right, the right place, listening for God, he would yeah. have probably taken a step back and thought what he was doing in pride Oh, yeah. I just did a great revival. Oh, 5,000 people got saved. 2,000 people there. Some people got saved. And, 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 and backsliding is not just physical. It's a mental. It's a mental. Uh, it's a mindset. To yeah. think back. To You know, we used to, I used to be in the world. It's yeah, a reprimand. But when, if a, I start to think back of the fine. pleasures and the things of the world, I'm backslidden in my mind and in my thoughts, and I haven't yielded to God. Yeah. So it's not just a physical thing that we've delighted our eyeballs in, which is the eye gate, but it's also a mental thing because I believe backsliding starts in the mind, Prophetess Carmen. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. yeah, definitely. Because you have to think the thought first before you do the action, and it's an, yeah. it's a practice. So that means you have to see someone doing it, and then you decided, okay, I want to try this too. And so, therefore, you had to be around like-minded people, and then you begin to practice it. So you had to be around the negativity in order to practice it and be aware of it. You had to constantly make that decision. It wasn't like you slipped, you know, like, oh, I slipped, and oh, God, okay, I, that wasn't supposed to, that was not God, let me get up and get it right. Or like you, you did something and you fell, and then you, you, you got up and you kept walking forward, you know, asking God's forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I mean, the backslide actually says, I am going to practice something to the point where my mind becomes so reprobate, and it becomes reprobate in the slide. Because, like, as you said, you have to do it several times for it to actually work properly. You know, you have to slide back, and you're in a whole different position, back from where God had wanted you. You're so far from where you were supposed to be. You know, I mean... Not even looking, looking, not even being able to reach the mark of the higher calling, which is in Christ Jesus. You're sliding away from it. You're actually taking several steps and moving back from it. And and once you get to a certain point, you you've just gotten out of orbit, and you're in a reprobate state, where you think what you're doing is what it's supposed to be, and you are just totally, totally out of the will of God, you know. And so, and then you have to really, you know. Pray that God will give you a clean heart and a right spirit and renew your mind and bring you back unto him. And that takes a longer process because, like you said, it takes you totally out of the will of God. And you, it could take years for you to get just catch up, get back where you need to be, you know. Um, so so that, that is so, so apropos at this time. And, and I wanted to share that because the Holy Spirit just had me, just just put it in me to share that because people need to understand that when we see what's going on in the world and what's happening, we can't lean to our own understanding. We have to see some people have made decisions yes. in their life that this is how they're going to live. 
Mm-hmm. Even they knew the word of God or they know the word of God, you know, or, or, or you know, they just choose to be who they want to be. So right now, all we can be is what God has called us to be in this hour, is representative for him, sharing our testimony, sharing our faith, staying in his will, worshiping and praising him, asking for prayer and all things, praying all things, you know, and doing the things that God has called us to do and be and being around like-minded people that are yes. moving forward, moving forward to the mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. We are to move forward to the mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. And if you're not moving forward, then either you're just marking time or you're back sliding. You know, we want to always be moving forward in the things of Christ Jesus. And I thank everyone for calling in. If anyone would like to share their testimony at this time, I will open up the line you know, for you to share your testimonies. And if you want to call in, it's 347-945-7871. I thank all the people in the chat room that decided to chat in with us. I thank everyone that's on the line for calling in, you know. And um, I just remember, you know, that God is in each and every one of your situations. God is a healer. God is a deliverer. Stay in the Word of God. Stay in the Word of God. Continue to read the Word of God. And um, I'm, I'm led to read Psalm 20 right now for you. Amen. We can get to Psalm 20. Amen. Yes. Okay. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob descend thee. Send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. Remember all thy offerings and accept thy burnt sacrifice. Grant thee according to thine own heart and fulfill all thy counsel. We will rejoice in thy salvation, and in the name of our God we will set up our banners. The Lord fulfill all thy petitions. Now know I that the Lord saveth his anointed. He will hear him from his whole heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Save, Lord. Let the king hear us when we call. Amen. Praise <laughs> to God. Glory be to Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus. Ooh, that's awesome. So it is God that avenges, you know, and subdueth the people. So we need to know that. We need to know that. We, we need not to think that it's us. God. And we thank God in this hour. And I love you all, and I thank you all for calling in. Amen. And remember, most of all, the greatest love is Jesus Christ. And I thank you, and God bless you, and stay blessed. God Amen. bless you. God bless, God bless you, Prophetess Carmen. And thank bless you very much for allowing God to use you mightily this evening. Thank you for being obedient. I thank you for calling in. God bless you. I love you all. God bless. Okay, bye-bye.